Hello everyone, welcome to my third podcast and this one is about the Galway Girl compilation album. In the months running up to May 2008, my manager John suggested to me that we should do a best of compilation album called The Galway Girl and I'm going to start off this podcast by playing a tune from the album and this tune is called Gaffo's Ball which was recorded live at Cork Opera House with the big band with bass and drums and keyboards, the whole works, plus Richie Buckley, Mike McGoldrick and Desi Donnelly and of course Jim Murray. And um, this particular live track hadn't been on any of my other albums before this. That was Gaffo's ball in memory of my great dog Gaffo, who was a black Labrador cross and he was loved by everyone that knew him. It was a great character. So uh, I'm going to move on and tell you now about the compilation album and why we decided to call it The Galway Girl. 
the reason behind this was that after about five years of laying dormant, the Galway Girl song itself had finally begun to take off in a very big way. And putting a best of compilation album together was the advice that we were getting from our good friends in the music industry all around us, our publicists, booking agents and our album distribution people, etc. And I want to try to explain to you why the song had gone from being ignored for five years to becoming the world famous song that it is now. And there were very many reasons for this. And the whole thing had turned into a massive domino effect leading up to this time. I won't go back to the very start and explain how the Galway Girl song came about because if you're listening here on Patreon, it means that you also have access to my last podcast, which was about the Diamond Mountain Sessions album. And on that, I explained about the very original beginnings of the Galway Girl song with Steve Earle living in Galway and how we recorded it and all that. We were fierce excited about the song altogether because we thought it was going to be something that people would love because of its very catchy melody line. And we thought that the Irish people in particular would get a great kick out of it because of the very many eccentric lyrics such as on a fine soft day, oh yeah. Uh, a soft day in Ireland is a warm day, by the way, with a light drizzle of rain. Soft rain, I suppose you'd call it. I presume Steve was picking up on all these little exclusively Irish sayings when he lived in Galway. He was probably tickled pink (laughs) by all these little West of Ireland-isms. Another funny lyric that maybe people outside of Ireland mightn't understand is she took me up to her flat downtown of a day IA IA. A flat is an apartment and of a day just means one day. And Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, doesn't mean anything at all. It's probably a bit like old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. It's just something really catchy that people of all ages can sing along to. And uh, it really worked. It was a brilliant thing to do altogether. Another crazy lyric, which is the opening of the song, which to some people probably sounds like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I took a stroll on the old long walk of a day, oh yeah, oh yeah. Sure, nobody in the world would know what the hell that meant except Galway people. Even lots of Irish people probably don't even know what it means. So for all the listeners who don't know what it means, I'm going to tell you now. The Long Walk is the name of a beautiful road along the very wild and fast-moving and loud-roaring River Corrib in Galway City. And it's the road that you can see in the background of all the photos of the famous Cleda and its resident swans. And if you can see a red house across the bay in the background of those photos, you're looking at the long walk. As I said already, we loved that song and we thought it had potential to be popular, mainly for the people in Galway and the west of Ireland. Little did we know at the time that this song would eventually become known all over the world and be an absolute anthem for Galway City. So I'm going to play the track for you now, and I bet some of you will be listening to it in a whole new light now that you know what the words mean. (laughs) Now, this is the studio version of Galway Girl that we recorded with Mundy. I took a stroll down the old long walk of a day, aye, aye, I met a little girl and we stopped to talk on a fine soft day, aye. And I asked your friend, what's a fella to do? 
Singing is always there by the Mighty Mundi. We released the Steve Earle version of the song on the Diamond Mountain Sessions album in the year 2000. And this was an album which had loads of amazing guest singers. But at the time, the song hardly got any radio play and none of the DJs seemed to be interested in it. And it was very disappointing for us. So we had no choice at that stage but to put it on hold and push forward with our next single from the album, which was Desi O'Holland's Say You Love Me. And that one took off big time. Thanks to popular radio DJ Ray Darcy, who played it every day on the radio. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> the massive success of Desi's song and Desi's career is a whole other story, maybe for another podcast or something. So getting back to the Galway Girl song in 2000, only the people that bought my album would have got to hear the song. So apart from my own audience and supporters, the song wouldn't have been known widely, not even in Ireland. So I'm going to try and explain how the domino effect came about of the eventual incredible success of the song. A full five years later, in 2005, Mundy and myself were invited by Tom Dunn to take part on a broadcast for the Tom Dunn radio show for Today FM in front of a live audience at the Roisin Dove in Galway City. Tom is a popular and well-loved DJ 
And Tom played a very big part in the rebirth of the song. And he kickstarted what can only be described as an absolute avalanche. He asked Mundy if he'd do a cover of The Galway Girl on the show. And Mundy said yes, of course. Um, but he didn't know the song at all. And he was reading the words from a small piece of paper during the gig. But it went really well and it sounded great. Tom Dunn absolutely loved that live version of the track from The Roaching Dove. And from then on, he played that particular recording of it very regularly on his show. Ray Darcy also began playing the track every day on Today FM when we recorded it at the Roaching Dove with minimum rehearsal and Mundy reading the lyrics from the tiny piece of paper. <laughs> Little did we know how many times it would be played on the radio afterwards. Then the following year, Mundy recorded a version of it with me as a guest for his Live and Confusion album in 2006. This was the very beginning of the download era and it was getting heaps of downloads. And then in 2007, the following year, Mundy and myself won the award for the most downloaded track at the Meteor Awards in Dublin. And for any listeners who don't know what the Meteor Awards are, uh, I suppose you could call them an Irish version of the Grammys. And to top it off even better, we won the same award again in 2008. This was a whole new territory for us. And it was a teenage market and the song was apparently being played at teenage discos all over the country. There's a video of the Galway Girl with Mundy and myself and several other musicians and artists, which was done in the open air in Galway City to a live audience of about 10,000 people. This was a few years ago and it has over 7 million views on YouTube. And there are over 2.5 million views on Mundy's video of it with me guesting on his Live and Confusion album. And there are over 10 million YouTube views on the version with Steve. There are several other YouTube versions of it also from various gigs with Mundy and myself and Steve and myself, each with hundreds of thousands of views on them. There must be at least 25 million YouTube views on the song. And that's not counting several more million views on Facebook, which is an absolute minefield altogether. It would be hard to know where to begin with to count all the views on social media in general. Now, to continue on with the domino effect of the story. So going back to 2007 again, the song was used in a Hollywood movie called P.S. I Love You, starring Hilary Swank and Gerard Butler. And the song featured several times in the movie. I couldn't believe how many times they played it. And it's a lovely movie about a young woman whose husband, who was the love of her life, died. It's an uplifting and funny movie, despite the sad story. I didn't actually watch the movie until the summer of 2008. And at that stage, I was able to identify very much with the story of the movie. And I'll explain the reason why later. So there seems to be never ending elements to this domino effect. And the next one was a major element altogether. And this was the fact that the song was chosen to be used in an ad for Bulmer Cider in Ireland. And by the way, Bulmer Cider is called Magners everywhere else in the world besides Ireland. So all of ye Bulmer's drinkers in Ireland, if you're going abroad, make sure to ask for Magners, <laughs> not Bulmer's. <laughs> so... This was apparently the actual complete tipping point which caused the song to go mad through the roof altogether. So getting back to the album and why we decided to bring out a full album at the time, a, a best of album called Galway Girl. 
John, my manager, and myself had our own record label called the Daisy Label. It's called the Daisy Label after one of my dogs, Daisy. It was a small label and we always only had small sums of money available for promotion. The ultimate promotion for any album is to get your song or at least an ad for your song or tune on the telly or the radio. And we usually couldn't afford radio or TV advertising because it is ridiculously expensive. Normally, our budget for promo would be maybe around five grand in total to pay a publicist and whatever, you know. But then now, Bulmers were coming along with this promotion campaign worth 300,000 across radio and TV. And this was over three months. And obviously, this included the Galway Girl song. So the song was absolutely hammered into the minds and subconscious of everyone all over the country, whether they liked it or not. And this was an incredible opportunity handed to us in a plate. So the advice from all the music business people all around us was to get an album out as well as a single. The only way to make money on the back of all this Galway Girl frenzy was to have an album. A single doesn't make money. Singles were always used just to promote albums. Luckily, we had five extra previously unreleased tracks available that we put on the album, as well as several other popular tracks that had been on other albums over the years. So before I go any further, I'll play another track from the Galway Girl compilation album. I absolutely love this song and it's a brilliant summer song that fits in perfectly with the beautiful weather that we're having at the moment. And this song was originally an instrumental tune called The White Strand Sling, which was written by my great friend Peter Brown here in Galway. It was eventually made into this lovely song and here it is featuring Marvel and Lady Kay. And make sure you listen to the great lyrics in this song because they're really summery and sunny and happy and uplifting. In the middle of a summer, basking in the sun rays, I was walking down the street, positive was the mind state, passing all the people, seeing smiles on their faces, and realizing good vibes were contagious, seeking entertainment, I went to the place that I often made friends, got a smile from the waitress, she said, why don't you buy me a drink, and then we could go to this nice spot, I could get a <laughs> so I bought her a drink, and she smiled, and she laughed like, <laughs> as we walked down the street, she was shaking her beautiful yeah, life is what you make it, so you gotta have a little Just remember, y'all, don't worry about a thing There's not a thing you can't do, there's not a height you can't reach There's not a bone you can't move, you gotta make your heart sing If I can sing, you can't do it, maybe clap your hands Rapidly time passed, now I'm on the dance floor And the club is jam-packed, there's no way I can't score I saw my man Q and he had a girl too Shaking her waist like she was gonna do some voodoo Club was infectious. We started getting attention from the ladies standing next to us. They said, We like the way you move when you're dancing, and we were wondering, can we get some private classes? Yeah. So we showed them some moves, and they asked if we wanted to. But we kept our cars to our chest because we didn't want to show them any. Yeah. Life is what you make it, so you gotta have a little. Yo, yo, don't worry about a thing, there's not a thing you can't do, there's not a height you can't reach, there's not a bone you can't move, you gotta make your heart sing, if I can sing you can too, or maybe clap your hands too. Stepping into the night and my brain needed rest, I met a guy with a sax and I asked for directions, he went. Yo, I'm trying to get home, bro. I don't have any money. Man, do you know this address? 
serious, there's no point then If you can't beat them, join them Yo, so I put down my bottle and started singing along now Yeah, so we jammed in the streets and played all night long Yo, life is what you make it, so you gotta have a little Yeah, yeah Don't worry about a thing, there's not a thing you can't do There's not a height you can't reach, there's not a bone you can't move You gotta make your heart sing if I can sing, you can't do Or maybe clap your hands too Yeah, this is a little story and the moral of this tale is Yeah, have fun while you can, that's all I gotta say, man Yo, yo, life is what you make it, so you gotta have a little Yo, yo, don't worry about a thing, there's not a thing you can't do There's not a height you can't reach, there's not a bone you can't move You gotta make your heart sing, if I can sing you can too Or maybe clap your hands too Life is what you make it there from the Galway Girl compilation album. So back to our plans for an album release and what became high hopes for a number one album and single. The Bulmers ad campaign began during the Easter weekend in April 2008 and we did the Late Late Show with the big band on Monday on the Friday after Easter and we announced a big string of tour dates and we released the single and the album over the May bank holiday weekend. And what followed business-wise was a dream come true. All our plans were falling into place. The album and the single both went to number one in Ireland the following few days. And there was a long campaign of big band touring with bigger gigs than ever before to follow. And as John says, we should have been cracking open the champagne, celebrating our amazing achievement. But in reality, we were doing the exact opposite because something really terrible happened exactly at the same time as the album came out. Something that could never have been predicted in a million years. My long-term partner, Leo, died of a heart attack, age 46. It was a huge shock. I was in a daze for a long, long time. Almost like a complete denial that he was gone. I just couldn't believe it. Grief counselling tells us that the subconscious sometimes protects us from the trauma of enormous grief by putting us in denial. I remember Leo's sisters and several of our friends saying the same thing at the time, that it didn't feel real to them either. Obviously, all the plans to tour the album were cancelled. I didn't do a gig for at least two months and I had no choice but to go straight into funeral mode, even though my brain couldn't process the reality of the situation. I went through the motions of the funeral, but the whole thing didn't feel like real life at all. And as with all funerals, hundreds of people came up sympathising. There was beautiful music in the church and the graveyard, beautiful songs and tunes. And my brother and sisters were there and Seamus Begley, Martin O'Connor, Winnie Horn, Dizzy Donnelly, Mike McGoldrick, uh, Jim Murray, John Hoban, Kelvin Busher, Greg and Mary Cotter, Jerry Paul, Eleanor Shanley. Kelvin even had the double bass down at the graveyard and there was lively gospel music at the grave. It was amazing. My head was in such a weird place. I've no memory of who those hundreds of sympathisers were. I can only remember the people who were around me 24-7. And I did have a lot of people, close friends and family all around me 24-7. My great friend Winnie Horn flew over, especially from New York, and she stayed a week in the house. And Seamus Begley came up from Dingle as well. He stayed for a full week also. And um, John Dunford and John's wife, Hilly. 
Um, and my great friend Katrina also, they all stayed with me in the house for a full week. And music was unbelievably comforting at this time. And there, there were live music sessions at the house every night for about three weeks. Amazing music. I listened over and over afterwards to the songs that they sang and the special tunes that were played. Stuff like Martin O'Connor playing the Ina Valley and Seamus Begley singing You Fill Up My Senses. Those songs and tunes helped me so much. So much so that I asked John if we could make a CD of all the music to have and to give out to family and friends to comfort us. And most of all, to keep Leo's memory alive. It's a really beautiful CD and I still listen to it regularly. The title of it is A Thing Called Love, Songs for Leo. It was never released commercially, so it's a very rare CD. I think we only manufactured about 100 of them. We had a semi-private launch of the CD two months later at the Roisin Dove, which is run by two of Leo's brothers. It was my first proper outing since the funeral. Everyone who took part in the CD came and performed, and even Shane McGowan came down from Dublin and sang. It was an amazing night. Shane stayed in my house for a full week, and as you can imagine, that meant another full week of non-stop music at the house. Even though people were partying hard, there was a real spiritual vibe around that whole time. There really, really was. I felt it very strongly at the time. And looking back on it now, there was definitely a very special and uplifting energy in the air. I can tell you a lot more about all that crazy two months of amazing music and about the songs for Leo some other time. So I'm going to finish this podcast now with a lovely song, which is one of the five extra tracks from the Galway Girl compilation album. It's a really gorgeous song with the great Mike Scott called Song for a Rosy Cross. And the song goes into a lively tune that myself and Mike wrote at the end. I just had to listen again to the song last night and I think the hauntingly beautiful words are fitting with the poignant finish to the podcast. So here it is, Song for the Rosy Cross with Mike Scott. He who measures gain and loss When he gave to thee the rose Gave to me alone the cross But where the blood red blossom blows in a wood of dew and moss There thy wandering pathway goes Mine where waters brood and toss But one joy have I held close He who measures gain and loss When he gave to thee the rose Gave to me alone the cross <laughs> 